Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 61 of the Tiny Disc Podcast, a show about games and life. I am Robert Scarponito, and I'm joined by our Paxi boy, Jack Zepeda. I'm unpaxified. I didn't pax myself like y'all paxers paxed. Uh, happy post-pax, people. And our other other pax man, Colin Sparling. Is that like code for saying like you're packing heat? Like you just uh, fucking you paxing? Is I'm that what paxing. kids call it nowadays? I'm paxing, yo. Oh God, I'm pretty Chilling sure that's not Maxin and Paxin. <laughs> I don't know if that's a tasteful joke nowadays, guys. <laughs> rip, <laughs> rip, <laughs> rip. <laughs> so it is the weekend after Pax. Uh, Colin and I, well, Pax West. Colin and I actually did get to go to Friday of Pax West, which was insane. It was crazy. It was insane. It was it like I. This is my first. This was my first big boy games expo. And uh, wait, what? Just, come on, give Columbus some love. GDEX was so good. Look, GDEX was at least there was something, you know, it's better than nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there cool. was passionate people there. That's what matters. But PAX was, I will say, on another level. PAX was like, you know, you're waiting football fields away from the expo center to get in in the morning. And then you walk in and yeah. it just opens up and it's like you're in video game heaven. Like, you just, like, as soon as we walked in, we saw banners for Kingdom Hearts 3 and lines around the corner to play demos. And then you see, you know, PlayStation, Nintendo, Devolver, fucking uh, Square Enix, Sega, just so much. It was amazing. It was, like, it was definitely, like, it's one of those dream come true moments for me, for sure. Like, ever since I was a kid, I've always been like, yeah, I want to go to, like, that or, like, E3 or something like that. And it was just... I don't know. It definitely lived up, man. Just walking around there and just see everyone be so excited was awesome. I also walked past Markiplier, so there's that. Sam. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. That was cool. Yeah, he's I mean. Jay, he was Jay Chillin'. He's a lot shorter in person. Yeah. Oh, really? He's, yeah. he's also... Isn't he half Filipino, I think? He's got some sort of Asian in him. Yeah. <laughs> some kind of Asian. He's some kind of Asian. <laughs> some kind of Asian. Damn it. He's one uh, of them no. foreigners. <laughs> oh god is this that jackie chan movie the china oh man no the china- <laughs> robert Dude, stop <laughs> chinaman is not the preferred nomenclature <laughs> no but that that's the name of the book that the foreigners based on fun fact you yeah. can see why they anyways sure, yeah i'm pretty sure i'm the one that told you that robert <laughs> yeah that's true shout yeah, out to markiplier another a fellow ohio boy from yeah. cincinnati ohio from cincy the medium oh, place yeah that's right yeah, yeah yeah um so but no Going that was super awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What were your thoughts on the expo floor, Robert? So to me, what I both love and hate about PAX. So I love that there are so many people like coming together to like celebrate video games, to talk about video games, to play games, to learn about games. Like this is just a huge celebration and so many people showed up and I hate that so many people showed up because that means you (laughs) can't play shit. Nope. (laughs) No, no. If you like, go to a pa- if you go to a, something like PAX and you're expecting to play like every AAA title in the place in a day, nope. you're shit out of fucking luck. Yeah, like it's yeah. just not happening. Yeah, I heard. So here's the thing: when after we got our uh, our badges, right, we go up these four flights of escalators, and then just immediately there are like security people just pointing, like go this way, go this way. You have to fo- go this way, like not even explaining anything you're just telling you to fucking start moving in that direction just, yeah just just hurting you and, like cattle right yeah. and then and then you basically make a gigantic circle outside of the convention center to come back into the convention center like huh. that's where the line is essentially and the first thing you see when you walk in is kingdom hearts 3 
very first like you walk in the doors and it's like there it is there's sora there's riku there's donald and goofy i saw on twitter that by 1003 which doors opened at 10 by 1003 no one else could get in line for kingdom hearts for the rest wow. of the day wow yeah they're like they're like we know what you like you fucking dweebs it's right here come <laughs> Dude, and get i it. was so, like because this was like i was like okay if there's any game i want to play while i'm here of course it's kingdom hearts 3 but no the way they did the uh the demo was they handed out tickets it was like a first come first come first serve basis and each ticket had like an appointment time on it yeah and wow. so like by the time we like we even came close to the door tickets were gone gone yeah then, so you had to like camp out yeah you were, they were booked up all the way through the end of the day right yep. and then like around four o'clock or so they opened up another line for tickets for saturday which i mean we weren't Damn. going saturday anyway but yeah it was insane and all the big triple a devs had their own way of doing it most of them did just like get in line first come first serve uh ubisoft did an interesting thing where you get in line to go up to a computer where you put in your name and then like the time you want to play assassin's creed odyssey or the division two or you know whatever else rainbow six siege and then you have your time your appointment set and you just need to come back at that time which was cool yeah i think that's a much better way to do it though that way you're not you know pressed for just stand in line for hours yeah you know because that was like uh yeah that was the vast majority of of the big triple a devs like they had uh the spider-man booth there and like the resident evil 2 remake booth um which was super awesome by the way it was like a giant yeah, it was like a giant boot that was supposed to look like the Raccoon City Police Station. Yeah, they just um, they set up a giant cardboard like thing you could walk into of the Raccoon City PD. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. And there was like you know se- you know severed limbs everywhere and like bot- like gore and all kinds of yeah, blood everywhere. Real and, yeah. actual gore. It was weird. It was so surprising. the police station was like Resident Evil Labo. Yeah, yeah. It's it's <laughs> yeah. the it's the new Labo actually Labo Pack Two. Beautiful, you see beautiful. Nintendo people in the back taking notes. Oh shit! <laughs> this is what we need to build. <laughs> this is this is the next la- Labo extension, wow. uh, rated M for mature. Um, so, but yeah, that and like Spider Man, just a line around the corner, dude. You, there's no hope yeah. playing those those games, yeah. not at all. Oh, um, dude, the line for Devil May Cry though. Whoa. Oh, that. Devil May Cry line, Devil May Cry Five line was all day. And I, I guys, I guys, if I could just chime in here real quick, uh, in in the middle of your love story here, so why are there huge lines I, this cracks me up like for the games that are coming out literally next week people are like i'm yeah. waiting here fucking planting my flag three hours fuck it yeah yeah that's, dude that's that why was a thing I, that's why i didn't want to play spider-man because i was like i'm gonna play it in literally a week i'm fine Gosh. i can wait yeah come on yeah exactly if if they had something like i don't know final fantasy 7 i would wait it all day. yeah five final fantasy 7 remake they just yeah of course i'd be waiting in line for that some some open away game um, but we did get to play a couple of games. Uh, Robert and I got to check out uh, Biomutant, which was that, I don't know, it was that game that kind of got announced and everyone was like hyping themselves up over it over a trailer that was basically just all cinematics. And everyone was like, oh, this game looks cool. It's like Redwall, but like cyberpunk and blah, blah, blah. Um, and then they released the gameplay trailer and it looks okay, but we got to hands on play it. And boy, it was uh, 
It's pretty rough. Not great. <laughs> it was, not great. It was not so, not not great at all. Can like camera controls were pretty bad. Enemies were like all died in one hit. Like most of the time, you were really just smashing a button, and your character was just like flying all around around the screen, and you're like, I don't know what's happening. So Everything's Cal- dying. I, I want to point out. I want to point out. So that was a THQ Nordic game, right? So like, right. Every dev had their own booth. THQ Nordic had their booth where they brought three games: Bio Mutant, Darksiders Three, and Generation Zero. No one was manning the booths. Like, there was no one from THQ Nordic that I could find that was like, oh, hey, welcome. Like, you want to try out our game? You know, this is the game Generation Zero. You can get in line there. Like, no one was directing anything, right? Right. So, and and then on top of that, there wasn't really a line, which is why we played those games. Because, like, I mean, you didn't have to wait. You could pretty much just jump on and play. Um, Right. But, yeah, no, I agree with uh, Colin there that Biomutant kind of sucks donkey balls, dude. (laughs) It's not great. How, yeah. how far along is it in development? I mean, is it Isn't still it, like alpha? They re- announced the release date. The oh, go no, ahead and can you look that up for me? No, Robert? it's still 2019. There's no. Is it? Oh, there's, there's no, no release. Date. There's no hard date. No, okay. it's still set for 20. So we're we're still within a year of its projected Good. release date. So you'd think it it feel. I mean, it felt pretty polished. Like there wasn't anything as bad as like missing assets or something like that. But I don't know. It just felt very floaty. It felt very like. There was a delay, even though there really wasn't, but it just felt like you weren't really in control of your character. Do you think it's something they yeah, can fix before launch or not? I mean, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of quality control and balancing and fixing it and all that stuff. Because, I mean, the game was running at a low resolution. Like, the frame rate was like a little choppy. Like, everything just was, I don't know, it just didn't feel done. Obviously, it's a demo, so that's what the caveat that, like, they, although I know a lot of demos, they knock them down to easy mode on purpose and and uh, among other changes um so i don't i'm not going to go out of my way and say it's representative on the game but it's not a great first look yeah um uh i here's the thing there they are things that they can fix before the release probably but i after playing it i'm kind of like i'm not even sure if i care like even if it's a fully polished product i'm kind of not into it it's kind of boring it's it hmm. it's like a it's funny. It's like a poor man's devil may cry in how it plays because you have a ton of weapons like like melee weapons that you can switch between. You do light and heavy attacks and you always have a gun that you can shoot whenever you want, you know, and then you still run around like double jumping and comboing and shit like that. It feels like devil may cry, but just without that pristine polish that DMC has. Mm-hmm. So I'm, right. it, to me, it's just kind of like why buy that? It just seems like a mediocre kind of product, and I and I want to be wrong. I want Bio Mutant to blow me away. I want it to like be something great, but so far it just doesn't have much promise to me. No chutzpah. Yeah, yeah I'll I'll give them the benefit of the doubt though. I mean, there's a lot can change uh, from from gameplay demos that they have at Expos. So, um, given that they don't have a hard release date for next year, who knows? It could be a late late release next year. Holiday. And or it could end up being half decent. Yeah. Um, and then we also got to play Darksiders 3. Um, and honestly, kind of disappointed by that one, too. Oh, um, really? Yeah. yeah. That, that's don't tell me more. that. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, uh. it was just, I don't know. It was like, like the only action button that worked was your jump button and your light attack button, right? So like square and X or like X and A if you're an Xbox guy. Um, and like that's it that you just mash those buttons and run around and kill things and it wasn't like telling you really where to go there wasn't really like any sort of clear path um 
I don't know. Like I've I've played the first game in the series, and I actually enjoy Darksiders one quite a bit. It's like a good mashup between like a Zelda and like a God of War sort of game. Um, a lot of dungeons and puzzles, but also like awesome action, like uh, awesome, uh, basically battle mechanics. And it's it's basically Ocarina of Time, Ocarina, Ocarina, one of those. Yeah, it's basically Ocarina of Time, Ocarina of time. with a with a more complex battle system. Yeah. And even but, part two is uh, really good, I think. I've never actually played two. Uh, I will I'm say that. that. I've heard it's good. Um, yeah. But Darksiders 3, man, the state that we played it in just was was a little rough. It was just and, a little rough. And here's what's worrying, right? You want? Do you know when that game comes out? Oh, no. It's only a couple months, isn't it? October, November. I think uh, November. And oh, so we, they're pretty close to, if not have already gone gold. Like they probably uh, put it on discs by now. Right. It, didn't look, it wasn't as rough as Biomutant, though. I will say it, that. It looks better, but it also still looked like, oh, this is, it feels like it's a low resolution still for for a game coming out in three months, you know? Um, right. And the gameplay felt very shallow because, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a character action game, right? It's a hack and slasher. But when you only have a light attack, it's kind of like, am I missing something? Am, am I missing a combo or some kind of mechanic? Because there was no heavy right. attack. And what's funny is your character, Fury, she uses like a whip, right, to attack. So it reminded me a lot of uh, the 3D character action games, uh, the Castlevania ones, Lords of Shadow. But okay. it was just not, I don't know, there was something missing. It, was, it just felt like the gameplay didn't have much depth to it. Yeah, it was like you're sitting there mashing X and you're like, okay, I guess this is the, this is the game. And then, yeah, that's that's it. Like, <laughs> that's like, like my whole last year in video games. Smash yeah, X, like this is a game. Yeah. <laughs> no, my, here's my like, Dark yeah, like, three review. It's a game. Yeah, it's like either th- it's like a that like a 3D Castlevania or like you know what it really reminded me of uh, Jack was that. Did you ever play uh, Prince of Persia: The Two Thrones? No, the third one in the I trilogy. Know I know you're talking about, but no, the I sequel to Warrior Within. Yeah, yeah it yeah, was yeah. like you you played as the you could play as the Dark Prince in that game. And even he, like much like Fury in Darksiders Three, had like the hair sticking up in the air, and he's like a super edgy character. And then he had like a bladed whip that looks pretty much identical to the one that Fury uses in Darksiders Three, and mm. the combat just felt super similar to that. Um, and I mean that's not really good considering that game is Two Thrones is over ten years old. <laughs> right, I, I would right. say Two Thrones felt better <laughs> to play I, the combat. I, pro- I think it did. Did yeah? I, I think it did. Dud. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, dude. What what's worrying to me, right, is like that's that's two out of three for THQ Nordic that were pretty bad for me, right? And and right. it scares me because I mean, like THQ's uh, storied they, history. They, exactly. Right? They just um, you know, they just came out from basically came back from the dead essentially because of Nordic, which was right. super interesting to me why they did that. Um, because no Nordic, you know, revived THQ and they're like, yeah, we're going to take THQ and put THQ in front of our name on top of that. I mean, I probably mean I, for I, brand recognition. Yeah. I think that's definitely the, the main reason why, but I mean, THQ basically drove themselves in the ground towards the end of their life cycle originally. Yeah. And and the thing is, so because of the, those two pretty bad showings to me, I'm like, man, you know, generation zero looked really cool. Like that first trailer that came out, you know, that's, uh, you know, it was that game that's like, you know, Soviet Russia kind of thing, but there are like a lot of robots that have gone rogue. That's a first person shooter. I thought that universe looked interesting. It looked like a good twist on like a Fallout E style universe. I didn't want to play it. I was scared. Like, 
oh man, what if it's as bad as Darksiders or Biomutant? Like, I kind of don't want to yeah. find out. I was kind of more interested in playing the demo for Metal Wolf Chaos XD. <laughs> Fuck yes, you were. I didn't. I didn't get a chance to play it. I was so sad. I passed the booth, Aww. and yeah, sorry, Jack. Was there a long sorry. line? No, there wasn't. I mean, there's a few people playing it. Like it wasn't like definitely. It definitely garnered attention. That like, would have been an easy one for me. Yeah, dude. Devolver. Yeah, de- Devolver had a good showing this year. Actually, Devolver had an awesome booth. They yeah. had like very solid games going on. Yeah. So they had like a center part that was uh, just a bunch of like. It kind of looks like giant arcade cabinets, but it's still just like, you know, a PC there. Um, and they're not really like cabinets, I guess, but they're, they're set up kind of big, right? And they have games. They had games like Gato Robato, which I wanted to play. Didn't get a chance to. Um, they had Metal Wolf Chaos, of course. And then like to the left and right of those center showings, they had gigantic, gigantic billboards, essentially. So the left, they had The Messenger. And to the right, I don't remember what game. I th- oh, My Friend Pedro. That, yeah, that, the blood it was was it blood bananas and blood bullets bananas. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The sequel to Diddy Kong Racing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> blood cool. bullets bananas. <laughs> no, dude, that's no, like uh, what is it like machine guns and cannoli or something? I can't remember. Same. What? It's, a, it's like an indie game on PSN. And, never mind. Mm-hmm. And you play as like stereotypical Italian gangsters. Yeah, you do with a trench coat <laughs> and everything. Guns, <laughs> yeah, glory, and gun. cannoli or something like that. I can't remember. No idea. That sounds awesome. It's where Mario goes rogue. Yes. Um, Yeah, it's a Waluigi's uh, origin story. Wow. No, you know, Waluigi looks like he'd be a pretty good Italian mobster. Yeah. He could pull it off. Um, No, I wish I played some of Devolver's games, though. I didn't get a chance, although I did get review copy of The Messenger, so I'm working on that right now. It's actually very fun. I'll talk about that later in our game section. Um, But now I'm trying to think of other... Yeah, there's a story going along with that, too. I So... Well, so we, we, we get to go through the show floor, and, and I mean, those are the two games we got to play. Uh, I mean, everyone had basically really cool booths. Uh, also, shout out, Pinkerilla here in Seattle had their own booth there, so they were doling out some some retro games and stuff like that. Um, I, saw, I didn't get a chance to talk to uh, Kelsey or Cody, the owners. I wanted to talk to them, but they were super busy. They were getting slammed, actually. There was quite a few people, like, buying stuff at their booth, which is awesome. Support local businesses. Cool. Um, Gosh, what else? Um, one of the highlights for me uh, was we got to go to the uh, quest for the best Superman game uh, panel, which was super cool. It was headed by uh, Greg Miller, uh, Jared Petty, Corey Barlog of God of War fame. Um, and uh, who was the other guy? Was it Scott Lowe, Robert? I don't remember. Yeah. Quest um, for the God. best Superman game? Did I hear you right? Yeah. Yep. So basically they went through like every single Superman game that had been made, essentially. Um, and basically talked about like why they weren't that great, <laughs> if right. if at all. And then they then the each each one of the panelists gave pitches as to what they would do with the the Superman IP if they were to make a game. Hmm. Um, so basically, Greg Miller had probably the most detailed one. Uh, dude gave like the, uh, this. I don't know. It seemed like he went on for there. Jared Petty was the uh, the guy who was modding and. He was like, okay, you got three minutes. Next thing you know, Greg Miller just goes off. He's like, okay, so my name is Greg Miller, and here's my pitch for a Superman game. Blah, 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 blah. blah. Like, just go, dude. Like, he had it all the way down to, like, the different camera angles that would happen and when certain shit would happen, what the gameplay was like, when each beat of the story would happen, and, like, completely just based in all Superman lore that I know nothing about, and I'm not going to try to act like I know anything about. Um, But it was just super fucking impressive. Um, And so... 
I was like, oh God, like what is everyone? There, there's no way in hell everybody else on this panel has like that detailed of a pitch. Oh, sure. um, but Corey Barlow comes out swinging, man, and he's like, <laughs> well, okay, so we're going to do like a very story heavy game that deals with very psychological themes and like thinking about how, you know, Superman deals with hearing all these people in his head and crying for help and blah, blah, blah. And it was like a super cool idea, but he didn't give like any sort of gameplay loop. And I actually got to call him out on that when they had the Q&A at the end. Yeah, I was like, dude, so like... Corey Barlock, you called him out. Yeah, I, yeah, I was like, I mean, I, calling out's a harsh word, but... This isn't going to be the only YouTube video this year that you upload <laughs> crying after this question. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, but no, I, I went up for the Q&A and uh, I was like, yeah, Corey, you're, like, the premise of your game sounds super awesome, but I was like, like, so what's the gameplay loop like? And he's like, ah... You stumble. You, you you caught onto my secret. I don't have a gameplay loop. <laughs> you noticed, and I was like, "Yeah." And and uh, I can't remember. Do you remember what he said, Robert? I don't remember. I, I kind I of like as much as I love Superman. I, I kind of like glazed over in that panel. Holy fuck, Robert's too cool for the room. He's so <laughs> no, cool. He's like, I don't give a fuck. I'm just no, here for no, the fucking you, bitches. You want to know why I kind of glazed over? You want to know why I kind of glazed over on that panel? So. <laughs> Fucking, we were in the panel that was in that theater before, right? The the hour before, Jack, we were in a Devil May Cry Five panel mm-hmm. where they basically yeah with the creator of fucking Devil May yeah, Cry. We had Sweet. all the creators. Kamiya was there. Yeah, and it was uh, just like, yep. hey, so here's Devil May Cry Five. Here's like all the weapons you get. Here's some gameplay. Damn. Here's like the story of it. And Colin wants to leave halfway through because like, well, I'm worried we're not going to be able to get into that Superman panel. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, sure. And if it was a Joker it, panel, Robert would have been sure, balls deep in it. Sure, but even then, I probably wouldn't have cared because the Superman panel, like, here's the thing. The DMC panel, fucking packed to the brim. Like, if yeah. we didn't get there when we did, probably wouldn't mm-hmm. have gotten a seat at all. The mm-hmm. Superman panel, fucking, like, like Walk a, in. a tenth. A tenth of the people that went to the DMC oh, thing. Didn't even have to wait. It, like, we could have yeah, waited in but, line and still gotten decent seats. Yeah, but Robert. Could, but Robert, I had to have front row. <laughs> Dude, I, I don't know. For me, I was kind of like, well, I could have found out more about DMC, but this is fine, too. Wow. Okay. I understood. All right. You're painting a good picture there, Robert. I get it. Yeah, I, I understand. I understand, Robert. I, I, but I kudos to Robert, though, for sticking it out and dealing with my ass because the Superman panel was like the big thing that I cared about during the day because I knew Corey Ballard, Greg Miller, and Jared Petty were going to be there. And uh, and no shout one out else. to them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, shout out to them, dude. Like they stuck around and hung out afterwards, and uh, I got to bullshit with Greg Miller and Corey Barlog, and it, they were just super nice guys. Got to take pictures with them and like telling them how much like they inspired me to get into the industry and shit like that was just the fucking coolest. They were like, that's cool. The sweetest of dudes. They say um, never to meet your idols. Yeah, you know, I I've heard that before too, but you know what? I said fuck it because I, I I wanted to take this opportunity because the the thing about Greg Miller. And Corey Barlog, they're like two guys that are super interactive when it comes to their communities and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, like, I know I have like a general sense of like how they take fan meetups and things like that. Um, Jared Petty was just as nice. Um, he just was rushing around and stuff, so he didn't get to talk a whole lot. Um, but no, super, super cool guys, and getting to take a picture of him was even cooler. So, now I'll have that forever. Um, but no, so we got out of that panel and then we uh, headed back towards the expo hall. And did, did we play something else, Robert? We played a ton that's of games. When we got to play dark. We played a ton of games, dude. A ton of games. Yeah, uh, just a, just a, just a ton. No, no, yeah, I'm tr- serious. So we like there, okay. So Geico apparently, you know the the lizard man with the car. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. How F- could I forget? Fifteen yep. minutes can save you fif- fifteen something. Chill. Um, <laughs> Geico sponsor us. I'll get it right if you sponsor us. Um, 
So they had a Geico gaming booth where they were fucking having a Hearthstone tournament. So sure, I guess. Um, okay. And they had basically, a, I guess, a partnership with Bando Namkai. Bandai Namco, I Bamco. did that too. Bamco, yeah. Bamco. They had a had Bimbo, a relationship. Bumbo. Yeah, they had a relationship with them or something because they had a ton of Bamco games set up there too that you could just play on PS4s. So we kind of did a round. Uh, we played Jump Force. You know that anime as fuck. Like, hey, you ever wanted to see all your shonen anime characters in a fighting game? Here they are. That kind of thing. It was better than I thought it'd be, but still, like, yeah. Nah, I don't know. I mean, it wasn't much. It wasn't like it didn't blow us away or anything. It was pretty. It yeah, looked good. It, it was really pretty. I, I I could watch footage of that game all day, uh. But playing it felt. I mean, it it felt better than playing a Naruto st- Ultimate Storm game. But it still kind of felt like the kind of gameplay where it take you an hour to feel like well, that was sixty dollars of my time. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, I. It's definitely one of those games where it's like, you're like, okay, so I'm getting, you know, you wait through the fan servicey stuff if you're a big fan of anime and blah blah blah, and then like, I don't know, maybe five hours, you're like, I'm good. You know, that's I feel like that's the type of game that it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah. It's, it's it's something where like it'd be hard to justify like gameplay wise. It's hard to justify getting it because it's still your simple like light attack, heavy attack, grab, and do your super special like. Kamehameha moves or whatever right but there's still something to be said about like dude I am playing as Goku and I'm beating up Naruto in a realistic rendition of New York City like that's Mm. that's cool you know yeah and and it's definitely a game that would look really good on your 4k HDR TV like fuck Mm. me Mm. it's a good looking game oh yeah a lot of colors going on and it would it would take full advantage of that HDR you got going on yeah Uh, Jack I know you're a huge anime fan Uh, yeah just massive what you know his eyes aren't glazing over at all yeah I know you're excited to play this game (laughs) so when it comes out what character are you going to play as the most do you think uh pants (laughs) (laughs) pants is that the name of one of the drag boys yeah no pants he's the um after so act after, like it's not too far off base. It's yeah, pretty no, close. So, so after Goku dies, <laughs> he he hands the torch to his son Pants. Just, oh, to, just wait, to, wait, what, Robert? I think he means best genist. I think he means trunks. <laughs> that too. Oh, there you go. That's, yeah, trunks. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I meant to say. <laughs> Swimwear. A swim yeah. attire? Um, no, but uh, there's no smooth way to do this, but uh, can, can allow me to awkwardly steer back to 15 minutes ago the podcast when you guys were talking about Superman. Did you guys hear the news recently that the fucker that plays Superman in Justice League is going to be fucking Geralt? Geralt. Geralt yeah, from Rivia. Yeah, Geralt of Rivia. Fucking yeah. the Netflix. Oh, that yeah. really just sunk that whole project for me. Oh, yeah, dude. Henry dude, Cavill. It made me so excited because like somebody made a, just a fucking great tweet. They're like, man... I love that Henry Cavill's playing Go to Rivia. He, he, I love the part in like Mission Impossible where he like reloaded his fist. You know, he's like, and it's like I can't wait to watch him reload swords. Honestly, bad casting I feel like though his face could like they give him the right makeup. He could make a pretty good Geralt. I don't see it at all. I don't see it. I think they got him for the name. I think he's got the jaw. His name, yeah, because Justice League is such a fucking popular movie. Well, he's a front. I mean, he's a he's a leading man, is what I mean. And did you guys see Mission Impossible? I can't remember. No, no, best, no, we didn't. His best movie. His best movie, easily. Mission Impossible. Yeah, I, was it Fallout? Yeah, I right? didn't even know okay. he was in it. 
Dude, he's in the trailers. His best movie he's ever done. So maybe this is an upswing for him. We'll hope. But maybe. all right, terrible casting. Go ahead, proceed. I'm sorry. I don't know. I I that that Geralt thing. I'm I'm interested to see where it goes personally. I don't yeah, know. that's Should a wait we... and see thing for wait and see thing for me. Yeah, maybe maybe not. Um, so yeah, oh, after gosh, so aside from Jump Force, we also played uh, My Hero Wants Justice, which is another fucking anime ass fighting game. Uh, that game's already been out. You know, it came out like two weeks ago. So like, short and sweet, it sucks. <laughs> it's not great. It's not a good. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's nope. basically like, hey, we're gonna take Mar- Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm, give it a shitty camera, and then reskin it with My Hero, <laughs> My Hero's Academia, or My Hero. I, Acad- yeah, I, you guys aren't gonna talk about every single game that sucked this weekend, are you? <laughs> This could be a are. long show. We are. Oh well, I mean, yeah. we, we didn't yeah, really play that much. What the fuck? Let me we hear about the highlights. Okay, fine. Highlights. All right. Fucking so the, Soul, the highlight. Soul Calibur Six. Yep. We got to play a match of that, and okay. it felt pretty good. I, it, that was my first time playing a Soul Calibur, and it felt oh. like, I, I don't know, it felt like a Tekken game, but with swords and shit. Swords. Yep. Yep. Blades. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that that's pretty much it. I've been playing the Soul Calibur series since freaking Soul Blade on PlayStation 1. Same. And they like I grew up. That's like a near and dear to my heart sort of series. I haven't really played. I, I mean, I haven't gotten hard into it since uh, I think three was on the PS2. Does your yeah, soul still so. burn? Yeah. Does your soul still burn? Step back onto the stage of history. Yeah. <laughs> All that. I love that shit. Good it's shit. so cheesy. Is it Sophia uh, or Sophitia to you? Oh damn, damn! I don't even. I, I can't I always even picture who you're talking about. I always said Sophia, but. Don't they hey. say it? They, they don't say it in the game? I don't I don't know. I was a youngin. Yeah, because, the, the, you know, the soul still burns of Mitsurugi, but, you know, all that shit. Yeah. Um, but no, solid game, dude. Like, it felt it felt relatively tight. I, I felt like, though, like, after we've been spoiled with a lot of the Arc System works that's been coming out, you know, Dragon Ball Fighters, it felt a little clunky, but I think that's because playing those 2D, like, fast-paced fighters and then going to a more 3D fighter with a lot of, like, combos and animations and stuff like that uh i don't know didn't feel as good to me well so the the thing about the fighting genre though it's like it's impossible to say there's only one good fighting game right like because i wouldn't say that there's different fighting games for different styles like there are people who are really into the arxis work of like you know super quick fast paced assists up the ass kind of stuff then there are people who are into the, the really like the chess match of fighting games street fighter and then the more like give an inch, take a mile of like Tekken or Soul Calibur, you know, they're, right, they're different right. styles. And I, I think playing Soul Calibur six has elevated its, uh, its, its, its chutzpah to me. Like I'm interested. I don't know if it's a day one buy, but only because it's surrounded by so many games coming out at that time where I'm like, well, I don't know if I'm going to have the time or money to play it. Yeah, I mean, it was cool seeing Geralt of Rivia, though, in a fighting game. Oh, yeah. No, I got to play him. He he feels pretty good, honestly. Like, he feels a lot like playing The Witcher, but in a fighting game. Yeah, they nailed they nailed his vibe perfectly. Mm. Uh, sword, sword fighting style and all. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty neat. Um, But I think, is, is that all the games we played? Uh, Well, there there was that one booth we stopped at with the, like, those guys, Mega Cat Studios. Where, oh, that's right. How could we forget? Boyfriend dungeon no, no jack no well i mean i was gonna talk about boyfriend dungeon later but i was bringing up that oh. place that ta- that makes retro games oh the homebrew they, yeah there was they a, home- we started a homebrew booth yeah they homebrew yeah. super nintendo and nintendo games and genesis games 
I'm yeah, sure dude. we'll see that at Portland Retro Game Expo too. Yeah. Oh, that's I'm, gonna yeah, it's gonna be a huge thing there. I'm surprised you didn't think about them, Colin. You're you're more of a retro my dick guy. There's a lot. There's a lot of going. You know, there's a lot that happened this weekend. All right, coming coming some oh, slack. Fair, fair, but fair. That was pretty cool. How yeah, big was um, the floor? Huge, huge, huge. There was multiple floors. Like I would say, at least two and a half football fields worth. The of- more I hear about this, the more jealous I am because they used to call it PAX Prime and then they told right. it now it's just PAX West and there's PAX East. I feel like like the forgotten redheaded stepchild in PAX South because it was not as cool as what I'm hearing from you guys, the one in San Antonio. So I'm not even I, going this year. You know, I, I want to go to PAX South this year though. Oh, okay. Well, I'm interested. I'm interested. Okay. Why? Um, Just to go to another PAX. Oh, okay. It's not as fun. I'm telling you for what it sounds like. But hey, um, yeah, and then and then we got to play Boyfriend Dungeon, which I'm a fan of. That game is surprisingly good, and I heard about it at first because on Game Luster we published an article about how they they reached their Kickstarter goal within 12 hours, I believe. It was a small Holy goal, crap. but yeah, I mean it was like I think it was like fifty thousand um, dollars. Turns so I mean, out people want to put their boyfriends in a dungeon. Go figure. Yeah, no. So what this game is, right? It's <laughs> it's like dream daddy a dating simulator right a dad dating simulator um where yeah you're dating your weapons and they're all hot boys one of them's a girl um and the more you date them during the day the stronger they get so when you go into the dungeon and use them as weapons they're stronger and you can go further in the dungeon which is Stay called woke it's called the dunge d-u-n-j oh yeah so D-U-N-J. good <laughs> It's so good. Yeah. This game is like, it's like, uh, it's so much better than you expected to be gameplay wise. Like it's, mm. uh, isometric action based hack, like not hack, almost Diablo. Yeah. It's Diablo. Yeah, it, feels, it feels like Bastion in some ways. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not, but it's not like, um, it's not like you're using commands to like do certain attacks like you would in Diablo. It's, it's more so Zelda esque. It's light and heavy yeah. attacks, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Very action-based. With, with a dodge roll. Mm. But, yeah, no, yeah. Like, the gameplay was surprising. Like, it's very polished. It doesn't bring anything new to the table. It's not, like, groundbreaking, innovative with that dungeon-crawling, isometric action. But it's Man. polished. It's better than I think it deserves to be. Because when you tell someone, hey, you want to play a game where you date your weapons and then you can fight with them in the dungeon, it, it sounds like a joke. You know, it sounds like someone got drunk one night and was like, dude, I'm going to make a game. But it's actually very solid. Right, exactly. And, uh, I mean, the cherry on top is the fact that you heal with bubble tea. I mean... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Jeez. <laughs> you literally pick up little bubble teas and that's how you it's heal. Only it's only a matter of time. <laughs> God, yeah, Gosh. no, it's it's a fun game. I'd recommend I think it's supposed to come out sometime next year on Steam. So, I don't know. Keep an eye on it. Yeah, Corey Barlog was given, giving it some love on Twitter. Just that's a true. shout out to that. So Yeah, the guy who made God of War... A game of the year contender thinks th- this is a good game. So I mean, hey, it's got to be something. Stay woke. <laughs> exactly. Same. Um. So, late. So later on this weekend, I got invited out because I, I I knew a couple of people from the kind of funny community. Uh, through the Facebook group. Uh, shout out to those guys, uh, and they invited me out to the kind of funny meetup party for PAX. Uh, this past Saturday, and uh, man. What an awesome, like, I went there, like, fully expecting it to just be, like, a handful of people just hanging out. No, it was a full-blown, like, meetup of about 40, 50 people. Um, 
and the kind of funny people showed up like Greg Miller showed up, Jared Petty showed up, Andrea Renee. Uh, I think Scott Lowe was there. Like shout out to all those guys um, for showing up and uh, shout out to re and new and Francisco for uh, hooking me up and get me in with the group and everything. Super cool people. Um, but yeah, it was so surreal getting to just hang out with Jared Petty and, and Greg Miller and Andrew and a at a party, just chilling, bullshitting with them. Uh, super cool people and getting to talk about games and asking Greg about how long it took him to come up with that Spider-Man or that Superman pitch. He said it took him five years. <laughs> I mean, um, I guess it's a passion project. He's yeah, been October that 2013 is, is, is he said is when he started working on that. I mean, here's the thing as much as I glazed over that Superman panel. That uh, he, I'll give him credit. Greg Miller had a great pitch for like that's a Superman game I'd play. Yeah, like fucking for like it doesn't matter like who you are if you know anything about anything you're gonna say that's a, like an amazing pitch. And I'm telling you, dude, Rocksteady has to be the people to do it. It just sounds like such a Rocksteady game to me. I don't know if you would agree Wait, or disagree, what but if, what if that's their next title and it's hush hush? But that's that's what everyone was hoping for last E3, man, and it never happened. Yeah. I mean, they've been radio silent since Arkham Knight. Yeah, that, that that's true. You know Maybe. what? They were, they were working on a Spider-Man game, and then they're like, aww. Insomniac. <laughs> aww. Wait, they're going to switch over to the Marvel side? Yeah. They're not going to stay in the DC side? No. I, I hope they stay on the DC side, because there's a lot I mean, of good DC heroes that could have a great Money knows no loyalty, guys. It's true. You know what? You know what? Even even I, there's a few even pre Rocksteady DC games that I like. The Batman Begins game, I actually liked it. Sue me. I don't even remember. Batman that. Begins on PS2. Yeah, I played the GameCube one, dude. Wasn't it, like it was a, wasn't it like a Splinter Cell kind of knockoff? If I remember right. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Mm. It was it was pretty similar to to, to Splinter Cell, but okay. it wasn't it wasn't bad, dude. There's much worse games out there than that game. Okay. I will say, like Superman uh, 64. Exactly. Right. I would love to play that game drunk. <laughs> I think that's the only way to play it, Jack. I would love it. Oh, you you kids you kids need to read about a a, a drink called paint can that was at this party. <laughs> nope, don't. I'm gonna tell you now. I've heard, right, what, it, I've heard what it is. All, all I have to tell you is it involves Everclear, and that's that's all you need to know. Ooh, were there bodily fluids in exchange at the kind of funny games after show? The bodily fluids? No, yeah. okay. no. Thank God there was not a single person that threw up. Thank okay. God. Okay. And yeah, was, I'm very no, surprised though. No orgy. Yikes. Oh, oh God, dude, that's, is this an this isn't an anime convention? Settle down. <laughs> it's not a furry convention. That's that's Pax East, Robert. Come on, we all know. Is that, that actually Pax East? I don't know. Hey, full of shit. Those people on the East Coast, man, they're crazy. True. Hey. Um. <laughs> no, but yeah, shout out to those guys, man. Hell of a party. Oh, you want to tell them about the other party we went to, Robert? Yeah. So we went to a messenger party. The messenger party. Um, which is that the big game that Devolver's touting right now. It came out August 30, I think. So they were throwing a party to kind of celebrate like, hey, yeah, it's a thing. Um, a small, it was at a Hard Rock Cafe. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was like a small line to get in compared to like the lines we've seen at PAX West. And it didn't really feel like a messenger party because like, I don't know, there, there wasn't really much about the game going on. It was just kind of like here's no. a bu- here's a bunch of people eating poutine and and drinking drinks. I guess sounds like a party yeah. to me. Shit. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. They, they it was actually a- Greg Miller's uh, Greg Miller's wife Jen uh, that was putting on the whole party because she does uh, PR for them. Yeah, for the game. So that w- that was pretty awesome. She was busy all freaking night though. So shout out to her though for busting her butt. 
Yeah, and um, they had <laughs> they had this DJ come out before who was playing like songs that I that were just like some of them were good and some of them were just like the baseline you need to like be the formula that is good music but isn't actually good music. If that makes sense. So like the Terrace House soundtrack. Yeah, basically, uh, okay. but but electronic EDM bass and drums kind of stuff yeah electronic uh, background noise is essentially what it was except it, it was hard to ignore because it was so fucking loud so that you couldn't even hear the person next to you yeah it was stupid how loud it was and for the yeah. longest time i was like dude why don't they have like the guy who makes the messengers music doing this show yeah because i had at that point i had been playing the messenger for maybe like four hours and dude i'm gonna tell you now music is phenomenal all right it was, really? it's like you're good 8-bit, 16-bit chip tunes kind of stuff. Devolver has a good uh, reputation when it comes to music on their games. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so the Messenger was, like, perfect. So I was like, dude, why don't they just play some of that music in the background? It would be perfect for this party. And then they're like, okay, it's, like, 10 o'clock. We're going to bring out the guy who does the music for the Messenger. And his name is Rainbow Dragon Eyes. And, you know, I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> I, love, okay. I love the idea of him as a little baby. His mom's over him with a rattler. Like, oh, little rainbow dragon eyes. So, so can I ask you, Jack, if I tell you, hey, there's a there's an electronic musician out there named Rainbow Dragon Eyes. What picture of a human being does that paint in your head? Takashi 6 9 Okay. Oh, what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Just like it>. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's about the only right answer you can provide to that question. Oh, okay. it's uh, maybe you're closer than I thought you would be. <laughs> so this guy walks out, fucking long black hair, straightened, <laughs> yep. uh, and he has fucking corpse makeup, corpse face makeup, corpse okay. paint. What? Yeah, as yeah, in as black metal style corpse paint. Yeah, so like you know, all white, but then like black around the eyes. Jeez. It's like super black around the eyes. And he comes out, Are you guys ready to party? Whoa, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is a true story. Yeah. Like he death metal out. voice? Yeah. I'm death talking full fucking, blown fucking black metal. Like, Are you ready to fucking party? <laughs> like, <laughs> like fucking. What the fuck? <laughs> it was like a black metal Andrew WK, dude. Oh, <laughs> and man. I was just like looking around, fucking jaw dropped. I was like, is this happening? Is this real? Am I, am I, wow. did I die? Yeah, dude. So this fucking 8 bit chiptune fucking metal, like rock and slash metal music starts playing, which is the messenger's music. It's the, yeah. it's the messenger's no, instrumental, but no, it's no, no. him singing and screaming over it. No, actually, actually, he, he makes his own music. That was all his own music. Right. He didn't play any messenger music. And oh, yeah. And apparently, before. For the messenger, he like he. This guy's on Spotify. If you look up right. on Spotify, Rainbow Dragon Eyes, you will find mm-hmm. him. Jack, okay. do you have a way to search title right now? Because I want to know if he's on title. I mean, I I have to Google. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So his other music is still eight bit chip tuny stuff, but with him death metal screaming over it. So he was playing tracks that he's already had. He was doing a concert. Yeah, Whoa. it was literally just him and a MacBook, yeah. and he just let the backing track play on said MacBook, and he proceeded to then scream? half sing and then scream and growl into the microphone. Yeah, the and, fuck. And, wow. he, he, and the fucking developers announced this dude getting on stage. Right, the two guys. The, and by the way, I shout out to the fucking messenger devs, dude, because the guy was like, you know. 
I would give you a speech right now, but I'm too fucking drunk and too French to say words. So without further ado, Rainbow Dragon Ice. Yeah. <laughs> and then the fucking, the same dev dude is in the crowd and fucking going hard to Rainbow Dragon Ice. I'm talking like jumping up and down, banging his head and just fucking going, just losing it. It was great. Cocaine's yeah, a hell of a drug, guys. Uh, turns out. And, and this man would introduce his songs like... The, this song is about how you feel when you have nothing to do, and then it just starts playing. And <laughs> this song yep. is about my mom. <laughs> this song, yeah. And then he gets in the crowd and is like getting in people's faces, and everyone's like pretty much into it. Everyone's like, yeah. Someone, someone in the front row, he like fucking is on stage, and then he's like bending down to scream in their face, and then he kisses them on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> It's just so amazing. And what he a has a song. Show. He has a song called Primordial Booze. Okay. That is the level of like okay. that, yes. that's where the night was. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So we hit a point where we're like, yeah, we're just we're gonna we're gonna go back downstairs. Okay. So me and the the kind of funny group people and Robert, we all head back downstairs. And I passed Greg Miller on the way out. He's walking in because his wife's there. And I'm like, hey, Greg. And then he complimented me on my shirt. And then as soon as he goes to walk in there, he turned the fuck around <laughs> and apparently walked back out after he heard the shit that was going on <laughs> on stage. Is that when you got the selfie? No, I would, the selfie was after the panel because I didn't know I was going to see him gotcha. at the party later. So that was actually pretty funny um, that I ran into. I was like, what the fuck? Man? Like, you, what are you doing no. here? Would you say um, it was kind of funny? It was kind of funny. <laughs> It was. It was kind of funny. Robert. I'm going to do it with you. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, that was pretty much the PAX weekend for us. Hmm. I mean, that sounds like some adventures. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was, man. It was a, an insanely, insanely fun weekend. It really was. I got to meet so many cool, awesome people and... Just all like just being there, the spectacle itself was awesome. Can I ask you a question? Do they have like a bunch so, of consoles set up to, for just people to go and play games? They did have a room like in the floor like that we yeah. didn't actually get to go see it though. Who the fuck is going to those things to play like fucking a Super Nintendo game or like a Genesis game? What is that? I don't get it at all. I they mean, have that we, packs out too. We played Super Nintendo and Genesis games. Granted, they were homebrews. I guess yeah. I mean, but you were just demoing, right? Like you weren't sitting there for like an hour, were you? Yeah, yeah. No, you're no, just checking I, it out. Like, oh, this is cool, and then you go on. No, I like, know the some people, people that sit there. I know some people who went to PAX same day as us, and they waited like an hour and a half in line just to play PUBG. And I'm like, bitch, what? you could exactly you could have stayed home. I don't and understand. <laughs> loaded up PUBG. I literally do not matches. understand that logic. What is the why? What is the benefit? I don't get it. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I think I, there was there was some like tournament with prizes, so that I kind of get it, but I I don't value that when it comes to packs. I think I value more trying out new stuff. Yeah, that's like yeah, go, exactly. that's like going to China and getting off the airplane and going to McDonald's. Like, what are you fucking doing? Well, I I don't know. Asian McDonald's has its appeal. McDonald's is a bad example. KFC maybe is a better example. Yeah. No, I always like to use the example because like. Louisiana southern fucking comfort food but like going there and eating McDonald's what a fucking shame dude <laughs> like, yeah what yeah. are you doing yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah okay fair enough yeah it's like do the things that you can't do you know at other times like don't go and fucking you know yeah don't go it, and play yeah, Super exactly. Mario Brothers 3 on fucking oh, Nintendo did, uh we didn't mention but did you know fucking dreams was playable there yeah dreams? as in the media dreams molecule? as in the PS4 exclusive oh. that's been in development hell for years now I've heard some crazy shit about that game 
Yeah, dude, it's it was playable at PAX. I didn't get a chance to play it myself, but I saw it being played, and it was crazy. Like, that was the first time it's ever been available to the public to play. You pretty yeah. much can make your own games to play. Right. It, it's almost like its own engine, kind of. But it's also is, a And it uses VR, doesn't it? Yes. I think there's but, a VR function. But there is VR levels in VR for people to play, like, in non-VR? I, I don't know enough about the game, because I kind okay. of... I'm I'm not following it because they're not giving us any real information, so I'm kind of like, eh. Okay. Right. I I have to look up the hot takes of it from the people that did get to play it at PAX. The, yeah. What I've heard, the limited amount of things I've heard, was that it's fucking crazy. Like, take Little Big Planet and like you know, square the square root. It's the square root of little. I can't talk. The, you know what the, I'm saying? It's fucking big, crazy. Little Big Planet squared. Squared. Yes. There you go. There it is. Huge. Yeah. Um, so, I yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, I don't know. I guess we could transition to what games we've kind of been playing in the past week. Uh, Jack, do you want to start us off? Guys. So, <laughs> it's 2018. Uh-huh. And Master Chief Collection is a game. <laughs> that came is a game. Like, what, like five years ago? Yeah. Five, four or five years ago. Guess what, guys? 2018 September. It's actually playable now. They just released the patch. It's on Xbox Game Pass. And I was like, well, fuck it. I already subscribed. Yeah, I'll download this bitch. And we'll see what happens. Because I owned it on Xbox uh, One in uh, 2013, I think is when it came out, or 12. Anyways, it I couldn't play it. I never got an online game. It was fucking broken. It just did not fucking work. Unless you want to just play single player or LAN. Or, yeah, you know, so ex- explain player. explain that to me, Jack, because I always heard it was like really fucked and bad, and like, so what was the big problems with it? I never got into a fucking multiplayer game the whole time I owned it. I never like got the servers into were just one. Outer shit. I couldn't get in a game. I sat in the oh, lobby fuck. for an hour. Oh god! And oh, like, how, how many times <laughs> are you gonna do that before you're just like, fuck this game? You know what I mean? How many times are you gonna wait like half an hour, fifteen minutes, even five minutes waiting for a game is a long time. That's fucking. Nowadays. That's ridiculous. It's a fucking first party game. First like, party, and they're and they're Microsoft Halo <laughs> game. That's like you know, that's like Nintendo fucking up Mario essentially. You know, yeah, so wow. So they finally patched it. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> having to say, I was able to get into some games, and man, they upscaled it to 4K. It's HDR two. It's got Halo one, Halo one uh, anniversary edition, which is like the upgraded graphics. Right, Halo right. two anniversary edition, which is also the upgraded graphics. Halo, Halo 2, the upgraded version looks so Hell nice. yeah, the, the the CG too. Halo 3, Halo 4, and it comes with um, ODST, which I've never played, but I've heard great things about. All up-res, 4K, uh, HDR, running at a beautiful frame rate, and the multiplayer, man, was fucking nostalgic as shit. It's like going back, I don't know, I, I was in love with Halo 2. Halo 2 was my shit back then. It was totally, I was a completely different human being back then, actually. It's so long ago, but... Man, it was fun to go back. Uh, I suck. Turns out I suck at uh, first-person shooters with a controller now. I'm just too used to Overwatch, and I'm too used to a mouse and keyboard. So I was, like, you know, near the bottom half of every game I played. But it was it was fun just to, like, revisit those places. And So is Halo 2 your go-to, game. then? My go-to? I mean, yeah, if I had to pick one. Halo okay. 2, I played the shit out of Halo 1. I played the shit out of Halo 3. But Halo 2 is the one that, like, I know, like, the back of my hand. Yeah, I actually, I believe it or not, I have not played a Halo game, like, really got into a Halo game since Halo 2. I never, I, the, the Halo 3 thing that was big with everyone, you know, kind of in my age group at, at the time was, like, that kind of just 
flew over my head a little bit. I never I never got big into Halo Three. I waited in line for Halo Three at midnight in GameStop on uh on High Street in Columbus. <laughs> oh really? Yes. Yeah, I mean, everyone was, like, shitting themselves over how good the multiplayer was, and apparently the multiplayer is probably still the best in the series. Don't know how true that is. It had Forge, um, too, which was cool. Right, right. The Forge was the big thing. And, like, I get it, though. Like, I had my, like, it's still fun to play. A shit, I was, I'm still playing Halo 2 split screen. I I did up through my freshman year of college yeah, at the least. It's fun. No, it yeah, is. It's so. a, it is a shit ton of fun. So I, uh, yeah, I have been playing that a little bit. I just... Like, wow, finally, I've been waiting forever. I can actually play a fucking multiplayer Halo game now. Like, wow, thank you, technology. But only by the power of the Xbox One X, guys. It's here now. Yeah, so. yep. So I'm having you know, fun with it. I'm glad I'm glad it's a thing. I'm glad I got Game Pass for it. It's totally worth it. Only took you know, them five shit, years. Shit on Halo all you want. I don't care who you are. That fucking soundtrack in those games, fucking fire. Yeah. Gr- amazing soundtracks. Yeah. I actually, and I probably told you this, but I interviewed Marty uh o'donnell for the lantern actually at osu nice and uh did i tell you that colin i can't remember no you d- i don't think you did yeah it's still probably on the site right robert they don't delete those I, do they I'm, yeah they, they don't i mean unless they have a reason to delete it but yeah 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 no so i interviewed him and uh that was right around the, the composer time. for the yeah. soundtrack yeah okay and that was right around the time that uh he was working on destiny and got like fired from bungie and all that and i was asking him those hard-hitting questions because i'm a journalist in college yeah and he was just like ah, i'm not gonna answer that and i was like okay <laughs> <There you go. laughs> hard-hitting questions <laughs> yeah i can answer that okay, okay. <laughs> yeah but Man. he he was a uh, very generous at this time like he was driving to the airport and we had like a half hour interview it was cool nice that's awesome man yeah good good thing destiny's music is super me- memorable oh, De- oh yeah, yeah destiny so. 2 is free on ps plus you guys it is. i played Forever? i played it well if you get it within september oh this month okay yeah but then you have to pay 60 dollars to get all the dlc and forsaken if you want to play forsaken are you yeah are you yeah free my ass are you talking about the game you literally have to or you figuratively have to pay gamestop to take from you they don't give they give you negative credit for it what that's a joke, guys. It's a joke. Sarcasm. Okay. I mean, fucking pretty much. I. That's the thing, dude. It's just like I've. So actually, uh, one of the biggest guys that probably plays Destiny over at IGN is probably Destin Legary, right? He does like the uh, like the fire team chat. Yeah, Des- today Destiny that, uh, Legary. Yeah, Des- Destiny Legary. Yep, that was his username for a while. That's funny. Um, but he was saying that apparently Forsaken is basically what Destiny Two should have been. Hey guys, yeah, that's, what, that's what everyone's saying. It's it's the new expansion that yeah, doesn't come with expansion. the. Oh, I thought you meant the old game Forsaken on PS One. I was like, wait, no, 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 no. The, the chick with the tattoo on her face or something. Do you remember that? Game? No. no. Oh shit. Um, but yeah, he's like, yeah, it's what Destiny Two should have been, and like, oh, that's cool. You know, same as how it's free, and but then you still got to pay out the ass for all the DLC just to, you know, play the new glossy uh, expansion pack. I heard that's that cool. new multiplayer four on four modes pretty sweet i've heard good things yeah like the thing is so i i downloaded destiny 2 again since it was free right and i've been playing a bit of it on ps4 and i've already felt like well um i i got my fill I'm you good. guys are I, ps ps plus subscribers yeah yeah and i, yeah. I got it for like i played it for two hours ish and i'm just like well yeah it's still destiny <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. There's something about it to me where I'm just kind of like, I'm not falling into this this gameplay loop. I'm just not getting into it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, your time is better spent pay- playing God of War 3 Remastered, which is also free this month on PS Plus. Oh, That's a good game. I will say, Destiny 2 does look fantastic on a 4K HDR screen. 
I bet. Destiny yeah. 2 is always a looker on PC, too. It was the go-to game to show off your ultra-wide, you know, 3440, I don't know. It just looks like Destiny 1 to me. No, no. no it it's looks way, way improved from Destiny 1. I can't yeah. go with you there. I can't go with you there, Colin. Yeah, I never play those games. <laughs> I just talk about them on the internet. I just talk about them. <laughs> fuck them. Yeah, guys, Destiny 1's end game was so bad. Am I right? I never played it, but it was so bad. Am I right? <laughs> well, fuck, po- fuck popular things. I'm yeah. Just, I'm just glad I get to play Halo now, guys. It's been so long. <laughs> it's been so uh, long. I bought a, that game full price. I was pissed. Damn. Yeah, <sighs> it took, you know, four years in an Xbox game pass later. Like, what the uh, fuck yeah. is wrong with you, 343? I think they're the ones that put it together. Like, what the fuck is wrong with that company? Oh, uh, anyways, they made good. It works now. Better late than never. I guess. Yeah, I guess. I guess. So. I mean, are you? Here's the thing, though. So you couldn't find a match before because like the servers were shit or whatever. Yeah, are can, they really that much better now? Can, I can have you no find, problem getting games. But here's my question: How many? Like, is it the same ten people? No, people I play like three this? different. Dude, I'm. I was pleasantly surprised. Keep in mind, it's the early part of the month, and it just became free. So anyone with, and they just had a huge promotion for Game Pass. It was like two months for like two dollars or something like that. Yeah. So there's a ton of people in Game Pass, and everyone's going to download that because everyone I would imagine is feeling the same way. I kind of feel like burned from the first one. So like, oh fuck, we finally get to play Halo multiplayer. So I think right now is kind of the wave to play it and have it be easy, you know, to get game. Look, get a game. Look, maybe three, four weeks in the future. We'll see. Time will tell. Mm-hmm. But as long as it's on Game Pass, I'm going to keep it installed. And Fair I enough. just installed another uh, gigabyte. Gigabyte? No. Terabyte. Just one, just <laughs> yeah, one, one gigabyte. Gig. Uh, terabyte. I, I installed another terabyte hard drive on my Xbox One for all my Game Pass games. It's like crucial. Nice. Oh, good shit. Nice. Yeah. Gigabytes, guys, you make fun, but I remember when the PSP came out back in the day, and a fucking two gig, two gigs uh, memory card was $180. No shit. Yeah, well, back, back in my day, we, two gig. We, we got two gigabytes in our PlayStation Portables. We, we needed a Yo, landline. I saw a meme from, uh, I think it was Friends, right, where he, like, one of the characters, I, I have not seen Friends, just a disclaimer. Um, but one of the characters, he gets a new PC and he's like, yeah, this bad boy has like 500 megs of storage and like, mm. like 200 megabyte Ram or some shit like that. Like just ridiculous, it, like stupid shit. And, <laughs> and she, and, uh, one of the girls is like, so what are you going to do with that thing? I don't know. Play games and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I that. So I'm more distressed at what you said first. You said you've never seen friends before. I know. I'm sorry. What the fuck? I know. I've oh, never actually sat down and watched like full episodes of Friends. I don't know if we can be friends anymore. It's, now, it's literally on Netflix. It's it's just a matter of turning on a TV and hitting a button. But like, is it really? Is it still worth watching? Why, yes, and yes. widely considered the best show of all time. Widely, considered. all time though. Yes, by a lot of people, dude. It's their, like, their I will favorite. Say, com- like, I'm not gonna, comedy I'm, of all time. I'll say that. I'm not going to say I can't get into it because. I like it. I'm Man. I'm one of those people who are like, yeah, whatever. I'm not going to get into it. Then I'll watch like two episodes and then it'll be six episodes later. It's like, fuck me. OK, I'm in from the time <laughs> I've known you, Colin. Like it, to me, it seems super in your sweet spot for humor. I don't know. Like, what do you Colin, think, Robert? I will say this. I have seen every episode of Friends probably at least eight times in my life. Shit. Oh, my God. And I would still probably watch it again. Damn, I, All right, I, I haven't done that, but it's a great show. Oh, speaking of right. awesome shows, guess what I got uh, also last week after the podcast? Bought the wife, the uh, uh, next, uh, the new, brand new, just released full series of uh, Avatar The Last Airbender on Blu-ray. 
Oh, nice. good shit. On Blu-ray. So we're hey, all wait, up so in you, that. You haven't seen it yet, right? Yeah, I've seen it the whole series once. Oh, and I, I will oh, totally you watch have. it again, yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's secret so good. Tunnel, ha- secret yeah. tunnel. Secret tunnel. Dude. My cabbages. Yeah, we just watched that episode too. That came out. So so it's on Blu-ray. It looks sick on the OLED too, 4K. Um, it's upscale to 4K. It's not native 4K, but it's badass. It's the best it's ever looked and sounded. Because the original DVD release, if you guys might not be aware, but had a lot of uh, uh, frame rate issues. There was like some problem mm-hmm. in the printing process, so it was considered like a inferior version of that. So no one wanted to buy the DVDs. You know, that's it's super annoying too. It's like buying uh like dvds or some sort of home version of animated series like you always run into complications like that especially with older series it's a huge thing with dragon ball z yeah because when you buy certain versions it's actually the image is actually cropped and all that annoying shit because obviously the Mm. original version of it was four by three but then Mm. they chop it to make it into six sixteen oh i fucking hate that no this is all four by three this is all four by three yeah see that's what i'm saying i hate when they do shit like that it's annoying but the thing is, if you want the high like high quality Blu-rays or whatever, you don't have a choice, which right, sucks. Right, right, yeah, yeah. So. It, it, I bet it must be nice seeing those blue people at, in 4K now, though. It's pretty great. Um, can we <laughs> can we talk about a game I've been playing though? No, I fuck can. you, Robert. All right, no, that's fine. We can we can not. Poor Robert no, always gets the short let's, end let's of the Let's keep stick. talking about Avatar. So hey, were you were you playing Robert? Were you playing chew bubble gum and stick it to a wall? I did. I actually did do that. Yeah, yeah. I heard I it put, smells I, like juicy fruit. It smells like juicy fruit. I hear you've been creeping on my Instagram, which you can follow at Confidence P I N O P T I M S T. Yeah, no, I've been playing The Messenger. Yo, that that game is fun. After I saw it at PAX, I was kind of like, man, that's interesting. And then uh, reviews editor at Game Luster, uh, which you can check out at GameLuster.com, um, he he was like, hey, I've got a code. I can get a code for The Messenger. Anyone interested? And I'm like, hell yeah, let's let's play that. That'll be fun. Yeah. Ninja um, Gaiden goodness looks like Ninja Gaiden Shadow of the Ninja. Yeah, it looks like you know in that vein and like yeah. old school Nintendo style. No, Jack, this is right up your alley. Like, I am surprised you're not like just just injecting it straight into your veins. Well, let me just tell you though, twenty dollars seems steep, and I hate saying that. It seems steep. I'm I'm six hours in, and I've still got a ton of gameplay left ahead of me. So oh, right. it's it's a lengthy game. It's longer than I thought it'd be for what it looks like. Um. It's longer Today's, than Bloodstained. Or like this year's. What's that? It's longer than Bloodstained. Oh, is it Bloodstained? Uh, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. Oh, that. Um. Yeah. So far, yes. Mm-hmm. I, I think it is. Yeah, I mean, the t- this year's just been the year of like crazy good Metroidvania type games. I feel like I don't know if it's that. Like that's what the messenger technically is is a Metroidvania. It's duty platformer at least, right? So yeah, it's a little weird. So like. It starts off as an 8-bit platformer. And if you've seen trailers, you know that the gimmick is you can go between 16 and 8-bit. Oh, like, I didn't know that. Wow. On the fly. So, oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so, all right. I'm, I'm getting soldier. Yeah, so you start out as 8-bit, and you're this ninja and living in a ninja village. And, hey, you're that ninja. And some demons attack, and the demon king's like, I'll take over the world now. And um, then this, this mystical hero comes flying in, and he, like, fights off the demon and then he's like hey you care like the protagonist hey you take this scroll to the the top of that mountain because you're the one i'm trusting to do this so now you're the messenger you're carrying a scroll to a destination right um so you travel through all these levels 
and you know it's your side scrolling classic platforming you know like wall climbing swinging your sword at baddies kind of game um my favorite favorite thing about it i think is this mechanic where you can't double jump but when you jump and then hit something with your sword it gives you an extra jump so you can hit the jump again to double jump. So yeah, so the the platforming mechanic is essentially like all centered around like this pit is too long for you to clear in one jump, but there's like a lantern in the dead center of the pit. So you have to jump to the lantern, smack it and then jump again off that momentum to clear the pit. Ooh. Okay, that yeah, sounds cool. I get it. Yeah, it also I, sounds like it, it's very frustrating, but it, it, I, that's what I thought at first. But it's very intuitive, and you kind of get it very quickly. It looks kind of like a flint hook in a way, like you're kind of hooking into something, and then it oh, uses the momentum. That's a grappling hook. You get that later oh, in the game. Okay, okay. Yeah, the, it's it's funny. So the writing in the game is pretty spectacular. I'm a fan of it because you go to these shops, right? And it's like the same shop connected like via portals or whatever. So no matter what level you're in, you can go into the same shop. And it's the same shopkeeper. And he's just like a snarky little asshole. And he's just like, hey, yeah, you can buy upgrades from me. The first one's free. Here you go. And he gives you like the climbing claws. And then when he gives you the grapple hook, he's like, yeah, no, here, I'll give you this rope, uh, like rope hook, I think, or something like that. And um, the messenger is like this. What? Eh, people are going to call it the grappling hook anyway. So just call it that. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's the grappling hook. Right. They're um, trying to get cute. Yeah. No, I mean, honestly, the, the humor is very cute. Like, you know, they, they, they joke about like non sequiturs and they joke about like plot holes that are clearly plot holes and the shopkeeper's like yeah you didn't expect plot holes in this game did you well there you go (laughs) (laughs) breaking down that fourth wall yeah it's pretty great was this Um, designed by a team yeah developed by sabotage yeah and it's uh published by devolver it's one of devolver's like main things right now um and like we mentioned earlier music by rainbow dragon eyes despite the death metal screaming i can assure you the music in this game is is so good there is no death metal screaming in this music it's great and it's a um, damn shame sure yeah i know right Um, (laughs) so you get to a point now this is the really cool thing to me in this game you get to a point where you can switch between 8-bit and 16-bit right and when you go to 16-bit that's you traveling in the future so now there are these puzzles in the world where it's like in the past you know this was broken down but in the future people rebuilt it so you can like walk across this bridge or something like that it's clever it's clever yeah yeah and and you know you get the sick hat when you go to 16-bit it's really cool um so yeah, and and the cool thing too is the music switches between 8-bit and 16-bit. Right. So when you're in a level, there's the same music, but when you switch to the 16-bit world, it's, you know, higher res, you know, better better sound design to it. But it's still the same track. Mm, wow. This sounds like a game that belongs on my Nintendo Switch. Belongs it is in on museum. Nintendo Switch. It's on Nintendo <laughs> Ooh, Switch. Shit. And Ooh, PC. shit. It's on Steam and Switch right now. Um, what are you playing it on? I'm playing it on PC. That's where I got the code. Um, but I would easily buy this on Switch. It's a fun Switch game, for sure. Listen, if 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 that doesn't convince you to buy the Messenger, this party certainly w- would have that we went to. <laughs> uh, actually, it probably would have convinced me the other way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but no, the the game itself though is spectacular. The sound design's really cool. good. They do that thing where when you when you're swimming in water, the music kind of fades out because you know you're in water. Yeah. And then when you jump out of the water, the music kicks back up. Wow. Well, hey, I mean, I am coming away from this way more hype for it than I was coming into it. So I'm going to put it on my wish list and wait till it goes on sale eventually in 
Oh, I thought Jack was going to be like, I already have it downloaded. Let's go. <laughs> and Jack's like, well, uh, we need to end the show right now because 20 play bucks. It. Just I mean, yes, it looks like a great game. And I understand, like, support your game devs. But just for me, you know, knowing that I'm not going to spend a huge amount of time with it, 20 bucks is just a little high for me. So I'm going to wait till it goes on sale. But it definitely is on my wish list. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I got it for free, right? So, I mean, I, yeah. I guess I'm a little biased. Um I do have to write a review for it, which you can check out at GameLuster.com in like a week How long or two. is it, do you know? I don't know, but I know I'm six hours in, and I am I think I'm close to the end. But that, by <clears throat> close, I mean like an hour or two. That reminds so, me, Colin. Did, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm just going to say it's like eight to ten hours, maybe. Okay. Uh, did you get any further than Axiom Verge, Colin, from last week? Oh, no, I haven't really touched it too much. I, honestly, I've, I've been... I've been putting a lot of my energy into Yakuza Kiwami too. It's kind of distracting okay. me right now. I'm uh, not gonna lie. Axiom Verge is a fucking masterpiece, dude. I can't wait. To oh no, I don't doubt it. I really like Axiom Verge. I love it a lot. It's just Yakuza Kiwami too. Yakuza is one of those series. It's like, to, in my head, it's just like, okay, drop whatever the fuck you're doing, and just because there's a new Yakuza game, go play it. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's not really like unless you follow the storyline to Yakuza. I mean, this isn't a Yakuza podcast, so I'm not gonna talk about it really. But, like, unless you follow the storyline hard, there's, I mean, it's really just more Yakuza. Like, if you like Yakuza 6, you're going to like Yakuza Kiwami 2. It's just Yakuza 2 remade and Yakuza 6's engine. Yeah. And like, it's, I, uh, I've been watching him play. If if he didn't tell me this was Kiwami 2, I would have been like, oh, you're playing Yakuza 6? Like, the gameplay right. looks identical. Right. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty damn similar, aside from Kiryu looking a little bit younger. But, damn it, is the story, it's just, the story is just so engaging. I, I just, I'm a sucker for these, these inner Yakuza politics fighting sort of like game of thrones type betrayal Ooh, stories it's and, fun yeah. to watch rich people be bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much but no i mean like yeah if you i mean you've heard me spot off about yakuza enough so if you haven't already man just do yourself a favor and go play it's so much fun i'm waiting for yakuza 80s 2 that's the one i'm waiting yakuza for. yakuza 0 2 yeah the 80s is what gets me with that one it gets me a lot dude yakuza 0 is so good it's probably my favorite so probably far my still. favorite yeah yeah I've still yet to play that. I have it on PC. Just haven't booted it. Good, fucking good. Oh, so good. Mm. All right. Um, yeah, sure. I think I think it's time to pack it on up, boys. It's time to wrap up. Um, really, no, nothing for that one. What, I, I mean, come on. I, I'm running out of. I'm running dry on material. You'll here, let you hang yourself on this noose, Robert. Fine. I already yeah, made the stupid I'm, gun packing joke. Well, okay, I'm dead now. So one of you guys have to do the sign off. All right, oh, so oh, guys, it's been the Tiny Disc Podcast, and my name's Jack. This is Colin, and this is Robert Scarpinito signing off. Tune in next week, and that's well, why I'm, I don't do the show. It. I'm, I'm <laughs> dead guys. though. I'm not. I'm not going to be here next week, Jack. Robert's uh, dead. Everybody, tune in <laughs> next week for just me and Colin till one of us. No, dies what too. I will say though is the Tiny Disc Podcast, as you know it, is dead because <gasps> oh, because Colin, yes. Colin killed it. Colin killed it. No, so we're actually, and this may come as a surprise to some of you, doing a full, basically a full restructure of the Tiny Disc Podcast. Um, we will no longer well, be. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's a restructure. I think we're going to test it for. We're going to pilot something next week. We're, we're gonna we're gonna pilot, but you had that to look forward to, though. It's going to be less so video game news and what we've been playing focused, and more so creating games. So if you have any knack or any interest in game design or maybe just basic shitty improv <laughs> or if you like the game knack, which is the best game. There you go. Um, tune in to just tune into our uh, new idea here. We'll have more info about it on social media. Get a little bit, give you a little bit of taste of what it's going to be like. It'll make a lot more sense once you hear the new episode. 
Um, but yeah, basically it's going to be us in front of the mics making a game based on a, like a little me- uh, algorithm that we made up and uh, improving the story for you. So look forward to that. Please be excited. And you make it sound like we're going to act out the story. <laughs> oh, we are. Full-blown oh, costumes LARPing, and all. yeah. We're, I got my phone yeah. sword here, guys. Full yeah. pro ZD, like, I will not let you get away with this king dragon. That kind of <laughs> shit. <laughs> Dude, can we do, do pro, pro ZD as the, pro, the promo, so, just like really wh- shitty costumes? Where am I going to talk about all the dragon quests I'm going to play in between now and then? I guess I'll have to. Really? You're going to play dragon quests? somewhere else. Maybe. Why you're is that have so the, surprising? You're, you're gonna have the time to play a Dragon Quest, bro. It looks Spider-Man's, good. I'm into them slimes. I don't know. I, I'm just Dude, saying, Sp- Spider Man's such a long game. Spider Man's right around the corner. All I'm saying, Dragon Quest out right now. Sure. Yeah. Uh, hey, so you can email us any questions, comments, concerns, feedback, etc. Uh, at tinydiscpodcast at gmail.com. We'll read anything you want. Live. Well, not anything, but we'll read certain things live on this pre-recorded show. Um, you can follow us on all of our social medias, which you can find at tinydispodcast.libsyn.com. And uh, if you enjoyed this uh, show, you can leave us an iTunes review. It'd mean a lot. It'd mean more than you know. It'd help us with, with, with you know, with getting those digits, fam. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. And, and if, you, if, you can't, if you can't do an iTunes review, next time you go to a con, try to find us because we'll, we'll try to be there I can't guarantee we'll be there, but try to find us and then introduce us to all your friends and be like, these guys do a kick-ass podcast called the tiniest podcast. Um, I just want to do a quick shout out. I did also do a write up of our day at PAX. So if you want to read about that, you can check it out at gameluster.com. Uh, it's one of the featured stories right now, I think. Uh, so check that out. Uh, where can we find you guys online on the internet? You can find me at Colin and Mono. AKA Ebubu underscore underscore five five on Twitter. I actually fucked that up pretty bad at the party because they all had to sign our Twitter handles and I, I signed a B-O, B-O-O. Bobo. <laughs> I Bobo. I thought Bobo. I wrote Bobo, so I had to scribble over the second B. <laughs> I, and it just, it looks so shit. It just looks like literally. <laughs> there was a point in the night where a bunch of drunk people were standing around the poster with everyone's Twitter handles and staring at my handle trying to figure out what the fuck it says. Mission accomplished. Like, Wait, are you Colin? Are you Bobu? I'm like, yes. <laughs> You're like, this is my legacy. This is this is our legacy. Oh, we should also say that uh, Tiny Desk Podcast is doing the Portland Retro Gaming Expo. So if you and some friends are going to be there, give us a shout, man. Come say hi. Yeah, anyone going in, to be there? Octo- oh yeah, the weekend of October nineteenth, right? Yeah, yep. yeah, we're going to be in Portland uh, for at least a couple days that weekend. So we're definitely going to be in and around the convention center and doing all the kind of nerdy things we can fit in. So if you have any recommendations for bars or restaurants or things to hit up in Portland, uh, drop us a comment. And we're already yeah, going to hit. You, we're already going to hit Voodoo Donuts. So don't even don't even oh, question that. That's yeah, exactly. Sure. And by the way, if I see you on the show floor sniping my copy of Breath the Fire Four. You're going down, baby. Oh, You're shoot. going down. The gauntlet. <laughs> the gauntlet. Ooh, you hey, think analog hey. will be there? Get one of those sleek analog SNESs? That'd be cool. Hey, Jack, where can we... If I wanted to find out all of your thoughts, where would I go? Instagram, mr.cepda. Mr. Cepeda, if you'll nasty. My man. Uh, you can find me at Panoptimus, P-I-N-O-P-T-I-M-I-S-T on all the social medias. Thank you so much for listening to the Tiny Disc Podcast. And don't forget, we have a pilot 
next week. So we'll see you there next Thursday. Bye.